1: Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This
0: is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Hello, you sick freak. Welcome to the program. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Uh, Yesterday, if you happen to miss the TV show, it was very, very important. I'm going to go over it uh, for you. It is the assassination that will happen, I believe, this year. And nobody's going to see it coming. And I'll talk to you about it in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Berna. You, you have a sacred duty to protect yourself and your family from danger. And sometimes that means using deadly force. And I carry a gun. If somebody breaks into my home in the middle of the night, puts me and my, my family in danger, I'm going to shoot them. But deadly force isn't always the best option. Sometimes it's the backup option. And when somebody is right on top of you, it's too late, it's too late. Ah, let me get my purse, let me get my gun, let me get my, you know, my pepper spray. Berna is a company that I have just found that I absolutely love. It is a non-lethal alternative to safeguarding your home that will send potential threats running in the opposite direction. It's perfectly legal in all 50 states, no permits or background checks required. It looks just like a gun, can be used by all ages over the age of 18. And it it launches, when you pull the trigger, it launches a tear gas round. 60 foot range, you just have to hit within six feet And anything within that target of six feet is going to experience tear gas uh, and think they can't breathe or see for quite some time. It's a non-lethal way, and I gave it to my whole family. Every member of my family has one uh, because I think this is the best for my daughters, my wife, for me. I think this is a really great thing you know, you're standing in a supermarket and you see something happen and you have a gun. You got to be so confident that you know what's going on and that you're not going to hit anybody, you know, innocent and kill them. Do you pull your gun? Yeah, I hope I do if I'm sure of that. But I'd pull my burner out. Absolutely. Something's going on. Boom. Hit him with tear gas. Police will come and sort it all out. And I didn't do anything wrong com slash Glenn, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Get 10% off your purchase. It's com slash Glenn. Save 10%. Check out the latest news about Berna. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Okay. Well, let me see. Um, last night, uh, I did on my Wednesday night special, which is available right now, uh, at Blaze TV, also available at YouTube.com slash Glenn um, Last night, I walked on to stage 19 and showed you something that you may not have seen since the 1970s. Uh, it is the House of 704 Hauser Street. I started the program by asking the question, how did we get back to a Reagan America How did we not tear each other apart after uh, the 1960s? We had assassination after assassination after assassination. We had Marxist radicals. We had Vietnam. We We had everything that's going on right now. How did we come back together? The answer is 704 Hauser Street, I think. That's Archie Bunker's house. Uh, It's now sitting on stage 19. You can see it if you just go and and watch last night's episode. Um, But it is the actual set. Norman Lear preserved it. And I just recently acquired it. Um, And I'm preserving it because I believe the conversations that happened on that set was what brought America back. And if you want to know our future... Learn from the past. So, what is our future? Do we come back together? Well, not currently, because what happened uh, in uh, in the 1970s was Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. He he was the blue collar, tax paying worker. resisted all change. He was a bigot and everything else. Meathead, the son-in-law. I always thought until I started watching it again. I always thought he was just a liberal, a lazy leftist freeloader, liberal, but he wasn't. He's an he's actually arguing for marxism. So he's arguing the marxist hippie stuff, okay? And he was a freeloader that was more than comfortable living off of his in-laws and staying indefinitely in college. So both sides could see themselves to some degree in one of the characters on this show. And they would have conversation after conversation about some of the, some of the hardest things. I mean, the first episode, have you watched the first episode of all in the family lately? Not lately. No, go back and watch it. Stu, you will be blown away. I, I can't remember. It's, they they hit 4 unbelievable right between the eyes subjects it's bigotry uh it's uh capitalism versus marxism uh it's sexism and i'm like what could possibly and i think at the end like a priest walks in <laughs> and they take on religion and i i mean it 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 was the first show to even talk about any of these things Okay, now Norman Lear had his agenda. He was he was not a red, white, and blue. I don't know if he hated America like the the left seems to hate America so much. Um, I think he was probably one of those you know old reds that loved America. Just thought we should be more socialist. I I don't know, Um, but his agenda was not my agenda. But that show allowed people to talk around the dinner table it's all in the family so the members of the family they didn't say I'm, I'm not talking to you i i have nothing to do with you come on gloria we're out of here with this racist bigot no they kept together it wasn't always happy but they kept together and they worked their way through it and when Meathead finally would threaten to leave because his daughter was part of that and they were going to have a baby. He didn't want them to. So he would put up with it. And so would Mike. He'd put up with it. They talked about these things and argued while we laughed. Why do you think comedy was first drained? From our blood. You got to drain comedy because comedy will make people laugh at themselves. That's why comedy was killed. And the only thing you could laugh at was one side. You can't laugh at Barack Obama. You can't laugh at nah no. You laugh at one side. The reason why I wanted to start this new year on that set was to bring you to the understanding of how important our conversations are, because this is the assassination attempt that is going to happen this year, and it will happen unless we're all aware of it. And don't go down any of these roads. Freedom of speech is about to be assassinated. Our Bill of Rights, they're already in tatters, but it's a closed door on all of this. What we found out before we went on vacation was pretty incredible. The signs of this are everywhere. Over the past few months, The globalists and progressives have been telegraphing their punches. Your ability to speak your own mind and consume the information you want to consume is a direct threat to the agenda and the rule of the elites. Um, Right before we went on vacation, uh, COP 28 happened and Al Gore was there. And I want you to listen to a couple of sound bites here. First, Al Gore at COP28. To one based on broadcasting and then moving on to the internet and to social media has disrupted the balances that used to exist uh, that made representative democracy work stop. much better. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> So the system that was in place with the three networks deciding what stories were on for 30 minutes a day, this plus the Internet has disrupted that system, which allowed us to live side by side. No, no, it might have allowed you to get away with things. It might have given power to the elites, but no, that didn't. That's that's not what happened. That's not why we lived side by side. And by the way, you invented the Internet, I hear. Why are you pissed off that the Internet is now free? So what does he want to do? Well, we need a new system. Self-governing people rely on a shared base of knowledge that serves as a basis for reasoning together, collectively. Okay, stop. But We do not require a shared base of knowledge we need a shared base of principles and values knowledge is constantly changing principles and values are what keeps us stable you know uh the shared knowledge the ship is sinking Okay, we can all be on the boat and have that shared knowledge and not live peacefully together. But if our principles and our values are the same, we can orderly have the women and children go first. That's what holds a society together. Not knowledge, principles and values. And that's what the left is undermining and trying to change. Everything in our society is changing. And it's, it's happened wildly fast. If you're young, you probably don't think so. It's probably been this way your whole life. You were born in 2000. <laughs> it's been like this your whole life. It, it, it wasn't like this. The change is, is breathtaking, breathtaking. And they have taken our pillars out one after another to the point where we don't trust any institution. So when you knock out all the pillars, if you are going to have a country that holds itself together and a world that holds itself together, you have to have trusted institutions. Well, if you've been destroying those, those institutions one by one, if you do want a prayer, if you're not an anarchist and you want to have a system where we all get together, what do you have to do next? You have to build new institutions. So they control the mainstream media. They control big tech, social media. They couldn't wait to get me off of Fox News and he's got to just go on the Internet. Okay. And I said my last episode, you will dream of the day when I was just on Fox News. Our footprint is bigger. The show is bigger than ever before. Okay. I just talked to somebody yesterday, biggest year in this empire, if you will, uh, of of my career was last year. You'll dream of the day when I was just on Fox and I opened the door by coming here and starting the blaze for the Daily Wire and everybody else. I showed it could be done. Others may have gotten in afterwards and went, yeah, I know it could be done a little better, but uh, it could be done. Now that we've done this and people have access directly to us, they can't have that. They have big tech social media, so what do they do? Now, let me play another piece, um, because this is... This is remarkable. This is from a US government employee, the head of CISA. Have you ever heard of CISA? It's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. I'm going to play this and then we're going to come back and I'll tell you what it all means. Listen to this.
0: The most important critical infrastructure that excuse me, critical infrastructure there is is our cognitive infrastructure. And so building that resilience is, you know, part of the mission set in my view.
1: I'll comment on that in 60 seconds first. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org Don't go through the new year with a lot of worry hanging over your head. Just because you have debts and, and they're not shrinking, I get it credit card interest rates averaging in double digits it's an easy problem to have but you're not alone there are a lot of americans that feel right now the burn of bidenomics in full force but today you can step on a path towards financial freedom and freedom from that debt when you call american financing they're going to help you look at your spending your finances and your debt you've most likely done all of that but american financing can come in with a slightly different point of view. And for instance, your mortgage, can you refinance that now at 5% uh, and get out of those credit card debt at 25 plus percent and take that credit card payment way down so you could pay it off, take all of the interest at 5% instead of 25 and have it tax deductible so it stretches the savings out even further? Talk with their salary-based mortgage consultants. There's no pressure, no upfront fees. You start today, you might be able to delay up to two mortgage payments. American Financing, they'll help you. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. (laughs) It's interesting to me that our... Uh, cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency uh, is now talking about cognitive infrastructure. Stu, if I said CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, what would you say they're protecting?
0: Hmm. Um. I are an our infrastructure. Uh, meaning what? I mean, our digital in- infrastructure, right? right? Like you know,
1: yeah, the, protecting
0: the our, internet
1: or banking system, I don't know, yeah, all sorts of pe- anything that is cyber, anything that is connected, yeah. making sure that the cloud isn't disrupted, making sure that the, the thing- ones and zeros flow, the right? things that make our country work. Correct. Now she's saying the most important is cognitive infrastructure. What does that mean that's their most critical responsibility to protect our cognitive infrastructure look the word up cognitive just I want the dictionary definition of cognitive what is cognitive infrastructure who built that Internet
0: being very hel- helpful here with relating to cognition Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, the mental action or process of acquiring knowledge and understanding through thought, experience, and the senses. So,
1: cognitive infrastructure resides in you. It is the way you think and process the things that you read, see, feel, smell, touch. That's cognitive. What's in your head. So now the federal government is saying their most critical responsibility is your cognitive infrastructure. If this isn't 1984 yet, I don't know what it's going to take for you. Now, this fence that they're putting around to protect you They are building infrastructure that will not allow you to gain access to things that could give you knowledge that they don't think you should have. You want to talk about being treated like a child. By the way, information is power to some degree. Information is power. Access to information. Okay. That's power. Except real power is the application of that knowledge. And not everybody applies that knowledge the same way. I can have the same information that Robert Oppenheimer had, and I ain't going to come up with what Robert Oppenheimer came up with. Okay? That's my cognitive infrastructure different than his cognitive infrastructure. But this is personal. I'll show you when they started this process and where they're going this year. And it's happening rapidly, rapidly. We'll get into that when we come back. Together, you and I, we are on an incredibly important journey of preserving the past. And that journey begins at home, making sure that our precious memories that we make with our families can endure the effects of time. That's why I'm working hand-in-hand with Legacy Box, walking down the road on that journey. We are not alone. We have a company like Legacy Box. They're the industry leader in preserving all of your old photos, your camcorder tapes, VHS tapes, old film reels, digitizing them in a way that can be easily enjoyed and shared and organized. Uh, One of my cousins just uh, sent me a picture of my grandfather on my father's side. I don't have any pictures of him. I don't really remember him all that well because he had strokes when I was young. But he lived in Montana for a long time, and he was a big fisherman. And it has him in the middle of these rapid, beautiful waters holding up the fish. Thank you. Thank you. Preserving your history. Do it. Legacybox.com slash records. You're going to save 50% when you preserve your past with LegacyBox. Legacybox.com slash records. Legacybox.com slash records.
0: And it's glenbeck.com. Yes, glenbeck.com. Subscribe to the email newsletter. Get all of our show prep every day. glenbeck.com.
1: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. This is from last night's Wednesday night special on Blaze so TV. So this is where a few words that I'm absolutely sick of come into play, and I'm sick of them because people don't know really what they are. First one, stakeholder, okay, and public-private partnership. These both go hand in hand. So what is a stakeholder? Well, I'll tell you here in just a second. Public, that's the government, and this is business. Public-private partnership. The government should never be. Wh- why are so many liberals and progressives, suddenly they hate corporations, but suddenly they're in love with it because they partner with the government. They might think the government is going to bring them down and hold them. I can guarantee you these people are going to be running the government. They already are. Stakeholder. 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 This means everybody has a dog in the fight for any given issue. For example, let's talk just about Facebook, Okay, Are you a stakeholder in Facebook? Well, kind of. I mean, you are part of it, but that's really not what they're doing. Woven in between the multiple stops along the uh, the entire thing are stakeholders. Facebook has a partner, Amazon Cloud Service. Uh, I'm guessing I'm making these up, but Google Ads. That's another partner. They have sponsors. Those people have the banks that they're responsible. Uh, Insurance companies, lawyers, name it. Everybody has a stake in this company. That's the way public-private partnerships work. So you have all of these people and all of these individual companies all have another public-private partnership with the U.S. government or the global government. Now, let me make this clear. The government should not be in any business, period. But they are. But we have something in the U.S. Constitution that stops any kind of shenanigans here. And that is the Bill of Rights. Okay? The Bill of Rights that's what's supposed to stand between these two things, keeping them separate. There are things the government cannot do. If you choose to do business with those, with those businesses and they want to take your right of privacy, uh, privacy away, that's fine. But if they ever really violate things, then you can run to the government. But if the government is in bed with those companies, who do you call when things go wrong? Who's the arbiter? of right and wrong all of these stakeholders they have a collected interest now listen Facebook makes a decision people don't like it well then Amazon might get pressure here and say you know what are you doing helping Facebook Google ads what are the sponsors doing with Facebook the banks can cut off their money this is the problem If you don't think that's not happening with Elon Musk, you're sadly mistaken. And do you think if Elon Musk would have played the game, if he would have just said, yeah, I'm with all of this stuff, do you think he'd be in trouble like he is now? They're threatening his banks. The government is threatening him. Sponsors are threatening. It's not disconnected. It's public-private partnerships and stakeholders. It is an entirely new kind of capitalism. And this capitalism is about to get worse. Uh, First of all, it's not capitalism. It is an entirely new form of fascism. Fascism is when you're allowed to own a private company, but you will do what the government says you have to do. Um, We're talking now about a system that will control your cognitive abilities. So they are now talking about structures that do all kinds of things, and it's going to bypass the U.S. government and our constitution, and we are already seeing this happen all over the world, and this is coming and happening right now. Um, Last month, there was a document out from the U.N. It's the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. The the specific release was addressed directly to the United States. And the whole document is just nauseating. It tells you how bad they think we are. Um, But their guidelines are the things that we now need to follow to fix our issues. Now, listen to this from uh, Section C, Paragraph 5. This says we should, quote, raise awareness of the covenant among judges, lawyers, and prosecutors to ensure that its provisions are invoked before the domestic courts and taken into account in their decisions. So if you are violating something that could make people think certain things, well, then you're in violation of a a UN declaration and before it even goes anywhere to the, to the uh, state courts or even to the federal court, it's the judges have to know, no, they're already in violation of the covenant covenant doesn't sound creepy at all. Um, Now this plan is to supersede sovereign law. I'm going to tell you on tomorrow's program. uh, There is a, There's a great article out about somebody predicting how this is going to come this year. And I tend to think they're right. And I'll I'll share it with you uh, tomorrow. They are not going to come for the country. They are not going to. It's exactly what. I hate to go here, but it's exactly what Hitler did. Germany, the Republic of Germany, had been destroyed. Then it went through the Weimar Republic. We're in our Weimar Republic time right now. We're heading strongly into it. Then what did he do? He restored, quote, the Republic, but it looked nothing like it was before. It didn't work the same. Nothing. It was just in appearance. So people were like, no, we're still Germany. That's exactly how this is going to happen. Page three of this document, and it's all available at glenbeck.com, directly addresses limits on free speech, including the weaponization of the FBI as a, ra- a resource. But don't worry, it gets worse. About four months ago, the UN Education, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, um, these are the people that you know decide that the Statue of Liberty is a World Heritage Site, They're now into digital platforms, okay? Guidelines for the governance of digital platforms. Apparently, this is all for our own well-being. They're building something called the Internet of Trust. This is what Al Gore was talking about a few minutes ago. We have to have something that we all know and trust. So they're building the Internet of Trust. Quote, The guidelines outline a set of duties, responsibilities, and roles for states, digital platforms, intergovernmental organizations, civil society, media, academia, and technical community, and other stakeholders. So notice they all are talking about stakeholders. It's not just you. It's stakeholders. In other words, the public-private partnerships directly with state governments. Going deeper, anytime a government wants to restrict speech and censor, but they can't legally do it, this document from the UN provides the blueprint. Under the guise of, quote, international human rights laws and standards, this UNESCO document that is spreading like wildfire all across the world Reiterates the fact over and over again, paragraph 5, page 9. The guidelines recognize that the application of these rules and regulations in every governance system must adhere to international human rights standards, including with Article 19, Section 3. Why do they keep referencing that? Well, that's in the creepy covenant. Article 19, Section 3 talks about respecting privacy, except under a few conditions. Right to privacy, um, except for the respect, uh, no, I'm sorry, right to privacy uh, with the respect of rights and reputation to others. Any advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, hostility, or violence shall be prohibited by law. So you have a right to privacy unless you're involved in any of that national, racial, or religious hatred. Uh, Okay, who's defining that? And discrimination or hostility or... We don't have a right to privacy, you know, if it's just the reputation of people. Just those two standards could do anything to censor you, me, everybody. The document is insanity. It also uh, proposes codes of conduct that may, quote, be granted legal force, which would serve as regulation. So the media councils can oversee the enforcement and whatever the councils decide they're granted legal force. This is already being passed and being used and adopted all over the world. This is how you this is how it's done. Your Senate, your House doesn't have to do anything. All of the companies will be operating with this document. So all of the companies around the world, they'll all be operating with this document. They'll also be partnered with us. So they could even be in the driver's seat. They could be saying, oh, you know what? We can't do that. Uh, The bank has to cut them off. And the government, "Well, well, you can do whatever you want, I guess. Well, we have this covenant with the U.N., This is a way to take each government in the entire West and change without changing really anything, changing the way it works and who it answers to. We got this Declaration of Independence. We still have the Constitution. But these companies, private-public partnerships, I mean, they've decided they're going this way. That's the way the world is going. This is going to be an unprecedented attack on free speech this year. I'll have more in just a second, but if you want more information on all of this, please watch last night's Wednesday night special on Blaze TV or my YouTube channel, youtube.com glenbeck Glenn um, or go to glenbeck.com. All of the documents, the original documents, so I'm not asking you to do any homework. I, I'm asking you just to... Read it for yourself and connect the dots uh, and see what it actually means. You can find all of that at glennbeck.com. All right. If you take regular relief factor that, you know for pain, relief factor sleep is very, very similar. 100% drug-free. You won't feel it in your body. It's a blend of natural ingredients, and it is designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving mood, and promoting relaxation. The other day, uh, it was almost midnight, and my wife was—I uh, she was. I get up, and she's at the kitchen counter, and she's putting a puzzle together. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I can't sleep. Relief after sleep, sweetheart. She usually— We'll take that mm, probably twice a week. And it doesn't, you don't feel it in your body. It doesn't whack you out. There's no after effects when you get up in the morning. You just feel great when you get up. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number 4 relief. 800, the number 4 relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight.
0: You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. It's amazing. There's a lot there you were talking about uh, on your show last night. You can watch it, by the way, blazetv.com slash Glenn. But uh, when did this all start? I mean, is this something that has been in
1: play for a really long time? Is it something that happened? No, this is this. I think that they thought the ship has sailed and nothing's going to stop it. And then 2016 happened and everybody says, oh, well, Donald Trump. And that's. Easy for us to say. But there was something else that happened right before that that freaked them out just as much. Brexit. Hmm. The vote on Brexit happened in the summer of 2016. So we are having people say Brexit. And do you remember how they were freaking out about Brexit? Mm, Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be the end of the world. End of the world. End of England, Scotland, Ireland. They were all going to perish in some Horrible, horrible, you know, Holocaust uh, and all of Europe would break down. None of that happened. None of that happened. But to remember how long it took. For Brexit and how many people said they were going to get out of Brexit and then never did. Okay. then Donald Trump is elected here in the United States. And in 2016, in January 2016, in the uh, Barack Obama White House. A um, intelligence official from England was brought in and they suggested that maybe you should build, you know, your own private company to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. They did. Within a year, they were partnered with our Pentagon, with MI5, MI6, our Justice Department, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It is now a public-private partnership that is using contractors to not only spy on every single American, but their end goal, and it is already in play, is to manipulate you and how you think. This is literal brainwashing to make sure that you don't stand up against Brexit. You don't stand up for like somebody like Donald Trump. That's why you're an extremist to them. They cannot control you. And so they're putting extra effort into that now. And you're going to see voices suppressed, all kinds of things happen that you've never seen. And if you don't know this information, you'd never know it was actually happening. That's, this is an ephemeral kind of experience. It happens and then it's gone and there's no proof of it. Get all of the facts, including the documents, now at glenbeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program.